0: All right, we're back live one final time. Uh, one final time here in the draft. The draft has officially ended. Uh, the Rams made the final pick in the NFL draft, um, taking Dejon Johnson, D-Lyman, out of Toledo. He is this year's Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, so, you know, interesting for them. Uh, for the Patriots, for the Patriots, they, in this case okay, have drafted at 245, okay, at 245, they drafted Isaiah Bolden, who is a cornerback from Jackson State. Uh, Bolden's a guy that, who I liked a lot. I actually thought was, um, was a really good fit for the Patriots. Um, he just has so much speed. Uh, he was actually, interestingly enough, was drafted by the USFL and uh, kind of decided that he wasn't going to go to the USFL. That he was going to, uh, that he was going to play, that he was going to at least try, um, to make it to to make it to the NFL, um, and then went into his pro day and ran a 4-3-1-40. just no big deal, uh, and so he ended up getting drafted by the Patriots at two forty five. Again, you know, anytime you're talking about late seventh round players, that's really kind of those priority free agent guys. Guys that you look at and think, oh, you know, yeah, he's he's a guy that you know we like enough that we want to to focus on and we want to get him, but he's more of an undrafted free agent. But you spend the draft capital to get him so that no one else will get him, right? Um, I think the biggest surprise you look at this at this draft, and I think the biggest surprise they didn't go after a tight end at all. Now, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Well, what that tells me is that they like the idea of Gasecki and Hunter Henry. And although they're both on expiring contracts, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised to see them both get extended. It's certainly one of them you would think is going to have to get extended because if not, then you're left with no tight ends. It doesn't make any sense. So uh, it seems like at least one of those guys is going to get extended. So, uh, but more on Bolden. Bolden went to uh, Jackson State, which of course was coached by – Primetime himself, Deion Sanders, who, of course, now is at Colorado. um, But just an explosive player. Uh, It's hard to find date from Jackson State, if I'm being completely honest with you. But, um, you know, a phenomenal kick return specialist, really good in the punt return as well. And just brings some of that elite speed. And so you see the last two picks with Amir Speed and Isaiah Bolden, you get big corners, you know, you're talking about a guy that runs four three he's six two, 200 pounds right I mean that's I say Bolden can move and he's a big kid um and so you wonder like will they try to move him to safety and have him play that deep safety role that that devin McCourty did um and so I just you know I think that's crazy and I think that's crazy I think it's really good and I uh, dark Blue gold just popped up here and said only 12 guys 12. Players draft. I think it was actually I think it was actually eleven. Eleven players drafted. Uh one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11. No, it was twelve. So twelve players drafted. Twelve players drafted by the Patriots. So you have to think that a lot of these guys are going to be um, you know, fringe roster guys. Maybe you're looking, you're drafting guys, um, for you know that are would normally be undrafted free agents but you have six round picks so it's like what well, the hell you he might as well draft them. um so and instead of trading up maybe there's no one that you really loved but those guys keep falling in your lap and so you take them so you know look it, it's not is it a perfect draft draft class i don't think it's a perfect draft class but when you look at what they needed and i know people wanted tight end I get that. I, I thought they needed a tight end too, but there are still tight ends available that you can go out and sign as an undrafted free agent. Um, you know, unless you went early in the second round, maybe maybe in the third round, you weren't getting a guy that I think they wanted. I like Zach Kuntz. A lot of people didn't, obviously. He went awfully late. The Patriots, I don't think we're interested in him at all. Um, Brenton Strange is a guy I thought that, that might work for them. He went a lot earlier than I was expecting. Shoemaker is a guy that I know they loved Shoemaker, but he went in the second round, or maybe the, maybe the third round. Like he was gone early, a lot earlier than I expected, a lot earlier than a lot of people expected. So, do you really want to to you know spend that much draft capital on a on guys that yeah, while they're like pretty good? Tight end is a position that is notoriously hard to make the transition from college to the pros. It's just notoriously hard. And so if you're telling me that I have to spend a third round pick on Luke Shoemaker, I don't think that's worth it. I I just don't. I mean, I like the kid a lot, you know, and Brenton strange, same thing. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to spend that high of a draft pick on a guy who almost guaranteed isn't going to have a a huge impact his rookie year. Um, And so, you know, I, I think the upside from I think the upside from Keon White and the upside for Marte Mapu is significantly higher than the upside for either of those tight ends that get drafted you know, in day two. And, and then as you get later on into the draft, sure, there are some guys in, in the fourth and fifth and sixth round that I wish the Patriots had had targeted, but they looked at what their roster was and what happened last year, and they said, we need to protect Mac Jones, and the best way we can protect Mac Jones is to protect the interior of the offensive line course tack was important of course it is but mac is a guy that can step up into the pocket and make plays he's not going to escape on the outside right and same he's got a little bit of speed but not too much okay we need to shore up the middle of the offensive line we need to make sure the offensive line up the middle is as strong as we possibly can make it and they did that they did that um so you know i i think i think overall you have to be pretty happy with where they are now again we can argue about some of the players. Maybe you don't like some of the players, and that's okay. I have no problem with that if you don't like some of the players. But to say that, oh, well, you know, it was malpractice practice the offense, and it was this, and it was that, and it was – I mean, look, they needed special teams help. They got a kicker and a punter. They drafted guys. I think Mapu instantly will come in and play special teams, and I think he'll do it well. Um, I think that, you know – You have your two corners later on are both guys that I think will be able to play special teams right away, which is huge. Um, and so for me, I just think that that makes a lot of sense for them. We upgrade the special teams and we make our defense better and we make our offensive line better. And then, Oh, by the way, we take a shot on two on two wide receivers late in the draft. And again, booty we've talked about booty. Um, I just think the upside for Booty is so high that it's worth the risk. It's worth the risk where you took him, right? I mean, you took him at at late, 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 late in the draft in the sixth round. If you're going to take a guy in the sixth round, right, at 187 or whatever it was that he ended up going, right, 187, it's, it's a no brainer for me, right? Uh, and he might never reach that goal, but it's 187, right? And then you take the Mario Douglas who. Josh Downs was a guy that a lot of people liked. A lot of people liked Josh Downs. And I did too. DeMar Douglas is similar to Josh Downs. Now, again, then we get into this issue and people in Felgert, you know, Felgert Mads would tell you, well, you know, remember back when, you know, Bill Belichick said, why would you trade up for Julio Jones? When, you know, you can have Jonathan Baldwin and he's not wrong, right? Like you're not wrong about that, right? That, that is a cautionary tale, right? Like if you can get an elite player, a guy that has some similar traits may not be an elite player just because you see him there. Right. That's not wrong. I mean, like I agree with that take right. That like, be careful about that. But at the same time, you know, what do you want from the Patriots here? Right. They needed either a number one wide receiver or a number one corner, in my opinion, with the two biggest needs on the team. Look, look, we can make the argument about tackle and who knows what they're going to do at the tackle position. And maybe Riley reef and Calvin Anderson will be terrible and it will be, you know, the Patriots screwed this up. Maybe Mike Almenu moves to the right tackle. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen at the tackle spot. Right. And maybe we'll look back at this and say, the Patriots always screwed up by not drafting a tackle, um, you know, early in the draft in 20, you know, in 2023. But to me, the two biggest needs on the team were a wide receiver one and a cornerback one like a top flight, a number one wide receiver or number one corner, like true talent. And I don't know if Zay Flowers or JSN would have been a number one wide receiver. I do know that Christian Gonzalez profiles as a number one corner. Now, he's got some work to do. He's not 100% there. But that elite talent and ability does not grow on trees. Okay, and so for me, I'm okay taking him at 17. If you think it should have been Zay Flowers or JSN, I I listen. We can you can feel that way. I got no problem with that, but you can't attack the Patriots for for taking a guy that they think is going to be a number one corner because that changes the way you play defense. And so for me, I love what they did at 17, and then again at 46. You look at it and say, well, at 46, and this is the argument, right? Here's the argument that you have. So you say at 46, all right? Well, guess who goes 48? At 48 goes Cody Munch, a tackle slash guard that you feel like is pretty good, right? Keon white is the pick at 46. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. I personally like it a lot, but you know, some people didn't like it. Jaden Reed goes number 50 to green Bay. Wide receiver from Michigan State, who a lot of people liked. Right? But then you go, and Brenton Strange, by the way, went 61. Shoemaker went 58. So that's what I'm talking about, man. I, I'm not take, I'm sorry. I'm, I can't take those guys that high. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I don't think there's enough upside for those guys to truly be number one tight ends in this league. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I I just think that there's not enough upside from them to see that. Keon White, on the other hand, I feel like has the traits. And, and look, go online. Taylor Kyle is, is comparing him to Trey Flowers. Now, you know, will he get there? I don't know. But if that's the type of guy that you're targeting, like that's a pretty good player for you, right? Who can play the edge and also play inside. I like that quite a bit. Um, you know, when Mark goes goes at 76 and two picks later, Tucker Kraft goes, Right tight end from South Dakota State, who I liked a lot. Josh Downs goes to pick after that at 79, right? And so that was where last night is where people started to really panic, right? Juan morris goes at 92. Darnell Washington goes at 93. Jordan Battle goes at 95. Ricky Stromberg, who I liked quite a bit, goes at 97. And so now we're sitting there saying, oh my God, like the Patriots haven't addressed offense, like what's going on, blah, 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 right? And, And I think, again, rightfully so rightfully so. But I mean, you know, look what they did today. Again, they addressed the offensive line and Jake Andrews it was a little bit of a head scratcher for me. I wasn't sure where they were headed with that. Dewan Jones, the feeling that I got was they were not interested in DeJuan Jones. They had no interest in Dewan Jones and didn't want him. Okay. That was the feeling that I got. That's just what I heard. Now, again, uh, that Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that's what it sounded like. They weren't interested in Dewan Jones, okay, for whatever reason. Blake Freeland goes the pick before them. Did the Patriots want Blake Freeland? Probably not. I don't know. You would think that if they did, they could have they could have jumped him, but maybe not. Because, you know, Philadelphia spends a third-round pick next year to go up to 105. Blake Freeland goes 106, and the Patriots draft at 107. So maybe Freeland was the guy they wanted. Gets taken 106 is what it is. What are you going to do? So they take Jake Andrews the center there. And then they trade up to 112. And this is the one where it's like the the Ryland pick is so fascinating for me because people were pissed, pissed when the Patriots drafted a a kicker in the fourth round, right? Just livid. But here's the thing about the kicker in the fourth round. If he pans out, if he's a good kicker, nobody's ever going to remember where he got drafted nobody's ever going to remember that the Patriots packaged 120 and 184 to go up and get, no one's ever going to remember that, right? They're not because a good kicker is incredibly valuable in this league, right? Look what happened for those few weeks when Gostowski left and before Nick Folk came back in time, it was a disaster. It was a disaster. And then Folk came in and was reliable for them. And it was like, oh my God. Okay. Thank God we're okay. And then Quinn Nordean came and I was on the Quinn Nordean hype train. And then he just, he I mean, you, you didn't know if it was going in or not, right? He could kick it a mile, but you had no idea where it was going. And so the kicker matters. It matters in the NFL. And oh, by the way, Ryland can also actually get the ball into the end zone and force touchbacks, which you lost to the Bills because they returned two kickoff returns for touchdown against you in the final game of the season. That doesn't happen if both of those are touchbacks, you know? And Dark Blue Gold points out, Steven Gaskowski was a fourth-round pick from Memphis. Yep, very true. Okay? And so, 118, he says, I didn't realize it was 118, but, but I knew he was a fourth-round pick from Memphis. Look, you know, sometimes that's what you have to do. Maybe they wanted Jake Moody. They had Moody at the Shrine Bowl. Maybe they wanted Jake Moody, and Moody went 99th. And they weren't comfortable trading back up into the third round to go get him for whatever reason. Right and and you know you can argue about that and say oh they're dumb for not doing it. I don't know maybe Ryan was the number one guy I, I have no idea no information on that who knows but either way with the number one with the consensus number one kicker off the board the consensus number two kicker was on the board still you had to go get him so you jumped up eight picks and you got him and you you got rid of one of your sixth okay and then at one seventeen they go sidey Sao and I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this pick. It was right around where it was going to be. You know, that the guard spot, I think, is important. And so, again, you start to look at what what goes around him. Braden Daniels, the tackle from Utah, goes right after him. Carter Warren, the tackle from Pittsburgh, goes a few picks later to the Jets, right? And then you're like, oh, my God, they could have had this guy and they could have had that guy. And, they, and you go back and forth, right? Charlie Jones and Tyler Scott, two wide receivers. You're like, man, how come they didn't take a wide receiver there? Like, that should have been Darius Rush, who was a corner from South Carolina, who I thought would have been a day two pick, doesn't go into pick one, uh, 138. So you're like, they could have had it at the end of the day. It's like, yeah, but they felt that the interior offensive line depth was incredibly important. So then they're at 135, they trade back with the Raiders from 135 to 144, and they get the four, the six-round pick that they traded up to go get the kicker, they get it back, okay? And they draft a Tony Maffey. and again, another interior offensive lineman from UCLA. And again, we talked about it, Matt and I talked about it, but the idea is, very simple idea, is this. The Patriots wanted depth on in the interior of the offensive line. Clearly, they feel good enough with Riley Reef and and Anderson. Clearly, they feel good enough with that, right? And they also have Connor McDermott, don't forget, and Andrew Stuber, okay? So clearly, they felt good enough with their depth at tackle, and maybe Mike Onweno, maybe we can throw Mike Onweno into that tackle conversation. Again, I have no idea, but maybe but they looked at what they had at guard last year. And they looked at James Ferentz being their top backup last year for most of the year. They looked at Cody Russi being their top backup at center and they didn't like it. And they said, we got to go out and we got to improve this. We got to be ready for this because injuries happen in the NFL. So we're going to approach this and we're going to attack this early on, on day three. And they did. Okay. And they did. So look, and, and again, Jamie Robinson goes one pick later from Florida State I love Jamie Robinson I thought he could have been really good for them at safety he goes one pick later Justin shorter from Florida who is a little bit of an under uh uh not as well known wide receiver from Florida six4 big guy runs pretty well solid receiver catches the ball really well um he goes to the bills then you got um Olu Segan o- uh Olu-Watimi. From Michigan. Again, another interior offensive lineman. He was the guy I thought they'd target. Obviously, they like the other guys better because they didn't take him. They took three other offensive interior offensive lineman guys over him. Right. But again, we can go back and forth and, and argue about, you know, who should have been drafted and where they should have been drafted and never doing like that. But then then we skip all the way to 187. And this is where they attack the wide receiver. They go after Booty, which I think is great. I think that's a great pick you're shooting for the moon in that situation, right? Where you're saying, hey, this guy could be a number one wide receiver at some point. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. We don't know, right? But you take a shot. And then 192, you get the punter because you had to have a punter, right? And as I said, they become the first team since 2000, <clears throat> excuse me, a draft, a kicker and a punter in the same draft, okay? And then again, we skip ahead to 210. They take another wide receiver to Douglas. Again, similar to Josh Downs, not as good similar profile to Josh Downs, which again, like that, if that's the player you're looking for, instead of spending serious draft capital on them, you, they obviously thought the interior of the offensive line was a bigger need for them than wide receiver, or they felt that they were wide receivers later on in the draft that fit what they wanted to do. Right? So you take Demario Douglas and four picks later, you take a mirror speed, right? And again, Can we argue about it? Deuce Vaughn, love Deuce Vaughn. He goes two picks later to the Cowboys, which I'm okay with because that video, if you haven't seen that video yet, get on Twitter and search Deuce Vaughn Cowboys. His father works for the Cowboys and is in the draft room when they announce the pick. And just, of course, right, loses it, crying, everything. They're all, you know, giving him high fives and hugging him. And it's an awesome video like an all-time video his like you know and he's just he's like an area scout or something he's not an area scout but he's 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 pretty far down the he's pretty far down the pecking order let's put it that way right so he's not the person in charge of making the pick right and so when it when they tell him that it's gonna be him he just loses it and it's so incredible so I'm okay with Deuce Vaughn going there because of that but Dante still stills goes to the next pick later I thought Interior defensive lineman was a was a sneaky need. Now maybe Keon White fits that role, so you don't have to worry about it. But either way, two fourteen again a, a mere speed. Zach Evans goes right after him, right? Zach Coons goes two twenty to the Jets. So it's like you know Dwayne McBride, who I liked a lot as a running back from UAB. So you know, again, are there are there are there holes that we can poke? Absolutely. Can we say that we're not happy with some of the things they did? A hundred percent. Like, and I'm okay with you saying that, but to say that they have no idea what they're doing, which people have been doing that, they have no idea what they're doing, and they're this and they're that, and it's like, come on, like they trust them, please, okay? And Isaiah Bolden at 245 again, you're you're going after the talent there, right? And for me, I would probably would have gone more Ojo- uh, uh, Ojomo. Ronnie Bell goes 253, but you had already drafted wide receivers, right? Ronnie Bell goes 253. Grant DeBose goes 256, who I liked a lot. Alex Fourth Ice was, was another interior offensive lineman that goes late in the draft that I really liked. So, you know, it's, but again, that's what I want them to do, right? And, you know, and, and, uh, and Darpa Gold saying that, um, that same overarching approach from last year, right? where we're going out and we're getting super hyper-athletic players because the league is now hyper-athletic players, okay? And so the Patriots are doing that. They did it on offense. They did it on defense. They're doing it on special teams. That's what you have to do. Go out and get those guys, and hopefully you can compete in this league, okay? So anyways, that's just a super quick kind of uh, instant reaction to the draft and, and what they did. I just kind of, I wanted to go through quickly on those. I'm going to have a um, uh, uh, draft grades article out tomorrow in Pat's pulpit. If you want to read that. Um, And then we have for, I think like the fourth year in a row, one of my favorite guests of the year for like the fourth year in a row, we have Thor Thor Nystrom coming on the podcast Wednesday night. So um, love it. Loved it. So, so it's been fun. Um, that's, that's a lot of fun. I always love having him on, so he'll be on Wednesday night. So if you're there, uh, come through and hang out, uh, with us as well. Dad's out. Appreciate you. says always classy. Um, Craig covers analysis. I appreciate it. Hello, Jeffrey Jamestown baseball. Talk blue gold racked up way more. I was talking than I expected you. can Yes, that's definitely true. But you know, anyone that knows me knows that I have no problem talking for as long as, uh, as the Patriots allow me. So it kind of was a blessing in disguise. The Patriots made so many picks because I was over here able to talk to you more than I expected. So, um, so anyways, that's what I got. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, again to a draft weekend. It's my favorite. It's truly my favorite weekend of the year. I absolutely love this. I live for this. It's been great. Um, and I think it went better than last year and went better than the year before. I think that next year will be even better. So, um, Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday night. Take care.